0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Recorded live. From the land of dreams, Coolidge, Arizona, May the 8th,
1: 2014 Revelation chapter 9 And before we actually get into chapter 9 tonight I want to do one just one element of review and that's beginning with Luke chapter 17 verse 37 Luke 17:37 <clears throat>
0: and they said to him
1: in answering they said to him where Lord now I'm very aware that I'm taking this out of his context but we're after a particular
0: point here Jesus said to them Where the body is, there also the vultures will be gathered. Is that a truism? Yeah. Apparently it is. Yeah. It is. I was going on the Apache Trail. One time with um, David,
1: remember David G. And, and uh, we were on the last lake before you go up into Roosevelt Lake. We went down into the campground, talked to the gals that ran it there. On the way out, <clears throat> where we had just come down. Uh, Somebody had run over a large rattlesnake and there were already two big turkey buzzards, you know, feasting on that thing. And they were huge. Those are vultures. Now, I want you, if you can, go to the inner linear, And if you, those of you who are listening won't be able to do this but those of those, those of you who have an interlinear and return to uh, go to that passage you find that the word there for vultures is <clears throat> alpha epsilon Toe, omicron iota uh, <clears throat> a toy and it's translated in the interlinear as eagles now let's go now that we have that uh, and uh, in this case, uh, <clears throat> it's in the uh, nominative case. The word that we're going to, I think, will be in the um, accusative case. Uh, <clears throat> but if we go to Revelation chapter 8 and verse 13, this is a pickup from verse eight, chapter 8, verse 13. Because it tells you how this word is used in its relationship to the same event
0: that Revelation is dealing with. Okay, Revelation chapter 13 and verse, um, I mean, chapter 8, verse
1: 13. And then I looked and I heard an eagle flying. Now, let's go and see what the Greek word, and see what it says. It says, it, it's got a loud voice. And it speaks in English uh, uh, here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> in English speaking, or actually in a bilingual. It's not that way in the Greek. But anyway, uh, go to the interlinear and let's look up the word eagle there. And you see, it's in this case, it's in the genitive case. <clears throat> so it's alpha epsilon tau, um, omicron and upsilon. So it's the same word. This is in the genitive
0: case. Um, Well, I said, what well, was I looking at the? Oh, and
1: it's translated angel. Okay, and here is yeah, that's the King James. and that's the King James translates the word angel, but actually, it's the word that even though eagle is often used, it's really speaking of vultures, vultures that feed on that which is dead. So in Revel, in Matthew, when Jesus said, "I'm going to leave my
0: house," it's vacant. And so that body, the body of Judaism,
1: the body of Covenant Israel, is dead. And then, what would you expect if it's dead? What it what is it going to? What is it going to attract? Yeah. Vultures. Vultures. Uh-huh. Jesus said it in Matthew. We just read it, and now it's the same word. It's the same word that's used here in eight thirteen of Revelation
0: even though the King James translates it angel. Yeah, and and the New American translates it eagle,
1: but an eagle is essentially a vulture as well. But anyway, he's talking about that element of the bird that he's referring to. The Matthew account, or the Luke account, is the one that gives us the best description. Because it's there to feed on what has died, and we're finding uh, we're finding that taking place in where we are right now, in Revelation, uh, in, in the seals and in the the trumpets, of what's happening to national covenant Israel. <clears throat> Jesus said this is what would happen, and we see it happening in uh, in the prophecy here of. Uh, revelation as well so let's go to chapter 9 uh, verse 1 we're not going to hurry we're going to take our time
2: doesn't he uh, Jesus say that in Matthew 24 also
1: I think if you were to go to 24 he does say the same thing and I think if you were to go to maybe verse what 28 somewhere in there let's see oh yeah you got it. You want to read it, Neil? Um, Matthew twenty four twenty eight.
2: <clears throat> all right. Uh, for for the coming of the Son of Man shall be like lightning, which breaks forth from the east, shines even to the west. For wheresoever the carcass is, the eagles will be gathered together.
1: Notice how he's tying all that together as to as the same event, yeah. same time frame. We missed that. But wherever the corpse is, now this this time the word here is translated corpse. The other, in Luke, it says body. We're, we're assuming because of the vultures that it's a dead body. Yeah. Here he uses the word corpse, so that defines what Luke's talking about there. And here he again, he refers to it and translates it as vultures the king james translates it there as eagles same word all the way through and mine has a footnote uh says eagle eagles too first time i couldn't read it but it's eagles so you got eagles you have vultures you have angels so angels is obviously out of whack mm-hmm. yeah so we we you know, we don't know why they, why they put that word in there in the King James, but the New American has it right with eagles. Um, but probably
0: vultures gives us a better aspect of the meaning of how eagles is being used. We don't usually think of eagles, um, even though
1: they are vultures and they're huge. We have a lot of them in Oregon. They're coming back in the Midwest. Um, Ron and Inger from Ohio sent us a series of pictures that they were giving, showing in the school in Florence that their daughter teaches there. She sent us some of those little uh, films, you know, about eagles, and they were just amazing. But if we can keep in mind now, now that we we've been introduced to the eagles in chapter eight of Revelation, uh, and they have a message, and they're all ready to pounce, they're bringing some bad news. Things are going from bad to worse. We can see from Jesus saying that that's the sign that they're coming to something that is dead. And that's Israel, covenant Israel, not the nation of Israel, but the but covenant Israel is <clears throat> dead and the angels and these uh, these events that we're talking about is the process of those vultures coming and and uh, cleaning up all the dirt and the rot and the maggots everything that is filthy uh, the only thing that's left because I leave my house desolate there was nothing left but Got it? If you keep that picture in mind throughout this book and tie it into those little tidbits of information from the past and from Jesus and from the Old Testament, then it
0: all makes a big, beautiful picture. Verse 1 of chapter 9. Then. um, So now we're we're getting a, a new
1: look at things here. Uh, the fifth angel. It, it's interesting that even here, by using numbers, there, there is an order. God is a God of order. And he didn't say, and well, I don't think it was the
0: fifth angel. I think it was the 44th angel. That's what people do to baptism. Why not change this any way you want it? Um, But he says the fifth angel.
1: He's giving us. um, He's he's giving us the right away now that there's order to this thing. There, there is a process, just like there. Is a process of discipleship that is Jesus began with his ministry in Matthew chapter 5 with how to develop discipleships. And that's what I've got on the board, uh, working our way up there one, one thing a night. <clears throat> and uh, you have to start on step one, but all of those together, when we get through all eight of them, that's the process of, dis- of, of establishing Uh, Discipleship. Now, we tell people we'll be a disciple. That's like telling a kid, you know, tie your shoe. Well, they've got to be taught how to tie their shoe, how to hold the strings, uh, have to sit down with them, and uh, you have to paint a picture. You have to do it two or three times, what it ought to look like, and um, and then you're going to have to do it for several times. Some kids get it right off. Some don't get it so quick because everybody has a little different brain arrangement on things like that. It's all right. But if you're going to be a disciple, there is a very definite process, and Jesus begins his ministry with what we lose because we don't take time to ponder what he's talking about. He, He begins with how to develop how to develop the thing that he wants us all to be, and that's disciples. Go and make disciples of all nations. Well, what's the process? What does it mean? Be a disciple. Well, who knows how to be a disciple? How does one become a disciplined learner? The word means that. So Jesus gives us the process of how those things are developed, how we develop disciples. And so we have order in all that God does, there is an order, and even even in the process of destroying Jerusalem, there is an order and we've we've seen where he he's dealt with uh, uh, uh,
0: physical things in the earlier earlier
1: uh events here of the trumpets. And now we're going to see where he deals with people. There's always a process. And we have to think, try to get in tune with God's process. So when I see a fifth angel, I'm immediately thinking about, now there's God and his order again. And uh, this angel, this messenger, sounded. He was prepared. It said that all seven of them were prepared, waiting for their turn. That's the order again. There has to be a proper sequence. That's why when you read the plan of salvation, it isn't uh, uh, believe and be saved and then be baptized. There is a proper sequence, and that's not it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's the proper sequence. We don't change the sequence. Prophecy doesn't. The fulfillment of prophecy does not change the sequence of the prophecy. That's what I wanted to get to. Okay, with that thought, let's read on. And I saw a star. Who saw the star? John. John. He saw a star. There's no article there, there's no indefinite article in Greek. He just saw a star. We add to a noun. An in an indefinite article. We need to in English. <clears throat> and uh, you'll notice that this star. What pronoun is attached to this star
0: at the bottom of verse one? Mm-hmm. Him. So what? What's the clue?
3: star represents uh, a being.
1: A being. And we've already established from Old Testament that it is used in reference to rulers, yes. good rulers, bad rulers. But here it is, its it very simply says, this star is a him. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty strong clue. Mm-hmm. And it came out of heaven, and we don't know that it's the same star that we talked about in chapter 8, verse 10. That was re- that was identified as a great star and what was its name Wormwood, Wormwood. Wormwood. and what did it what did it uh, pollute the
2: water.
1: waters it made the waters bitter made the waters bitter but altered the people's minds okay. altered the people's mind. clouded clear thinking made them intellectually fuzzy like I am
2: you can add that. Ideas that have, sure. That was correct
0: as well. So true. Right
1: on. So this came out of heaven, and I like to use the word "out of" because the word "from heaven" uh, really means the same thing. But it's really "ek," and it means "out of." Out of heaven. Heaven is simply a high place. It can be secular. It can be spiritual. Uh, it can be anything that it represents a high place and that's going to have to be determined by context he saw this star out of heaven which had fallen into the earth oh that's a different this one comes what happened to the other star
0: remember in chapter 8 i'm trying to test your memory just a little bit
1: Oh, and and what was it doing? It was, wasn't it a flame? And it went where? Into the water. All right. This one went into the earth. Into the sea. This
0: one goes into the earth. Springs of waters. Yeah. Okay.
1: The other one, in chapter 8.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Verse 10, 11, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We see how we have a different scenario here. Some things are alike. But here we have
0: a ruler. It's a hymn from a high exalted place. And he had fallen into... Israel's territory, and something was given to him. What
1: was the something?
2: Key the of the-
1: okay, uh, and and the key was given to him. So it's right now to call this star a hymn. Right now, I want you to go, Alex, if you will, please, to verse 1, and I, I want to demonstrate that there is no Greek word here that can be
0: properly translated bottomless. What does that word mean? I, I suppose the English, I mean, the, the uh, our help is
1: really going uh, <clears> to... <throat> they've added, you, you notice... Uh they've noticed there uh they've uh, put that into parentheses, the bottomless it just
0: means deep what unknown depth unknown depth and um and then if you go to the word pit. Yeah, and and um, that, um, well, and, and of course now you see they're they're adding
1: actually after you have to get down a ways there now they start to, um,
0: they start you know making but it had a key and it's the key. And and the pit um, is is just a, a a known unknown thing. It can be like you said, a cistern, or
1: just a hole in the ground. Uh, it's something that is used to hold something, and that the idea of bottomless bottomless it really means shaft. And I wish they had brought that up here, but the word for bottomless um, would have been the the way to the pit, the shaft to the pit. And I I don't know. What's that?
3: I have it in my notes on my Bible. Oh, you do. Uh Shaft of the abyss, literally, shaft of the abyss.
1: Okay. I was hoping we could get it documented here,
0: but we can't. See, this doesn't give us a variation
3: of this word, which is
0: depth. Depth. Okay.
1: But it doesn't deal with the word shaft, does it? It just means the access. And uh, does it give you a source? No.
3: No it just
1: says literally shaft of the abyss. Yeah. That's that's how it should be. But we're not getting
0: a lot of help. That's why sometimes the Bible program has some limitations. My Bible doesn't have any notes on it along that line. Mine
2: has the Greek translated as shaft of the abyss.
1: Okay. Well, how do you beat that? shaft of the abyss he
0: was given a key to the shaft the channel the way to the abyss
1: so we have to remove from our thinking the idea of bottomless because it's not there even though the Bible program does mention it in the definition. But it's not there. It's just the word uh, pit or abyss. It doesn't say anything about
0: bottomless. Is it the same for verse 2? Yeah, it actually it's the word I've got down here in verse 2, the last word,
1: the bot- um yeah, yeah oh, he opened the pit he opened the shaft yeah. he opened the shaft does that is yours yours agree with that lana yeah and
3: mine refers back on uh, on verse two mine refers back to what it said on verse one usually usually we can understand why someone manipulates the language to serve the to serve a purpose, but this time I don't unless they're just trying to make it sound scarier <laughs> Um Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. You
1: know, I I don't know why um why they didn't just state it because look at here, we got two different sources, Lanas and Tanyas, independent from anything that I've looked at, and they both translate it literally as the shaft to the pit or the shaft yeah. to the a shaft of the abyss.
2: This figurative language. Uh, yeah, this figurative, figurative language. language. Keep that in mind that it's not a literal, canonical yeah, bottom of the pit. I'm thinking, thinking of that, that too.
3: So, yeah. Yeah, so, so you
2: can't you know, imply some of those exaggerations for poetic moods and
3: oh, oh, you're, you're, well, just, you're he, just getting way too good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what he's trying to convey is what we need to think about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that's right. I and like, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
1: no, that's that, that's exactly what we're why we're spending time on verse one because if we get an idea of what john is is seeing, and we have to clarify a little bit of what he of what we're reading because it isn't he it isn't his description of what he saw. it's not quite quite well, not quite there and we need to get quite there otherwise we won't know for sure where he's taken us with the symbolism and all so this this star this him this ruler of some kind of something uh, has come out of a high place high high role of authority and he was and something was something was given to him And it's a key, and a key represents authority to give you a right to access. If you have, if Greg gives someone a key to this building, what he what has he given to you? The authority to access the building, isn't that? And uh, look it over. Look at. uh, Let me throw this one in. Matthew 16.
0: We're going to find. we check it out. Yeah. We're going to check out uh, whether the the word for key
1: in Revelation is the same as the one here in Matthew Matthew sixteen nineteen. Except in in um, Matthew, it, it's plural, but it, I think it's the same word. But we have to verify these things, okay? And you'll notice it's. Um,
0: uh and then we yeah. and so it's the same word it's
1: just um one plural it's in plural, and this is feminine, singular, and this is nominative and um uh, it's the same word
3: interesting
1: same word
0: so so when when Jesus said to Peter I will give unto you the keys again he wasn't speaking literally he didn't give to him a key as you and I think about it look look at their definition of the word key Well, you notice what the, um, no, it doesn't
1: help much at all. Um, so, and look at the mistake they make. They, they've used the word that's translated as a part of the definition. Is that kosher? No. No. No, you can, you know, later on down there they could be, but uh, the uh, the word that you're defining can't be a part of your definition. You understand that, everybody? Know that rule by now? Uh, we should be, you know, that's...
2: Key there is this figurative of authority.
0: That's right. And he, even with their definition,
2: they're really not defined that. they're settled on key. In the, and if you know what a key is and what it stands for, then you'll understand it.
1: You'll understand mm-hmm. it. That's that's all. Yep. And does anybody have a right into this building? No. What gives them the right into this building besides verbally? They have to have a key. And with the key, they have the authority. They have, by that possession of that key, um, the privilege of entering the building. They have the authority to enter the building. So think about how that helps us with Peter Jesus, he's going to have not literal keys, is he? They're not made by brass. They're not made down at the drugs, the hardware store on a, grind, a key grinder, but it represents that he's going to have the what?
3: Authority. The
1: authority to open the way to the kingdom. and that's going to be given to him and he's going to manifest that you know from our from our view here on in Acts chapter 2 when he stood up with the 11 yeah. and preached the first gospel sermon sermon and opened to those people
0: the right to the kingdom is that clear yeah. so here we have here we have a key
1: Possibly, possibly this key was given by Satan, but anyhow he had, doesn't tell us, he had acquired the authority, this ruler, referred to as a star, who had come out of an exalted place, was given authority to open the shaft
0: of the abyss. I think that's quite a story. And
2: another thing, uh, bottomless uh, can't be used because that's not what you see. Oh, you don't see the bottom, anything bottomless. I mean, it's impossible to see a bottomless pit. Yeah. They're on earth, so a bottomless pit would be a hole clear through. <coughs> and even that wouldn't be called bottomless. Uh, Good point. So it, it has to be uh it's understood uh here in a figurative way, certainly yeah that he he looked in he saw a shaft when you see a shaft, you can't see the bottom no typically unless it's a very short one, but this implies it's a long one that's that's true and um
1: and I think we need to remember what Lana and Tanya's text. Say, literally, yeah. Yeah. the shaft of the abyss. That is the shaft that he had the key to.
2: Right. It
0: had been closed. It, yeah, it had been sealed even. So here, this
1: star has 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 been given and accepted the authority to open the shaft to the pit. Think of the picture. Think of the picture that was seen by the people to whom he is writing this, the people who are
0: on the verge of witnessing this. And what in verse 2, what did he open
2: Yeah,
0: he opened the shaft.
1: And I, I if if did I in my notes did I put a question mark there in front of bottomless?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I did. because uh, I don't know what what I do when with these, but if that's the case, that that's why that question mark is there. Uh it should be he opened the
3: shaft
1: to the to the abyss. Call it a pit
0: if you want. Now, with this authority, he used it. He opened the shaft. And
1: what came out of this abyss
0: through the shaft that he opened? Smoke. smoke. That's what's emerging. Like a volcano, it is belching smoke. That, that begins to get, give the idea
1: of what I think John is seeing and what he wants to convey to this people. They're visualizing this shaft being opened by this one who has been given the authority to do that, and it is just
0: belching black, terrible smoke. And it came up out of the shaft, out of the abyss, like the smoke
1: of a great furnace. I think the word great there is, we might want to look on that. I think it's the word uh, like mega.
3: Um
0: Yeah, yeah, there it is. Megales. Great. Um, It really just means humongous. Like the smoke of a big, big furnace. Let's look at the word furnace while we're at it.
3: I was gonna say I think you just gave away your, the answer to your question on verse three with the question mark.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: That's a pre-
0: right there. And and let, let's look let's look let's look at the um you see here again, they don't define
1: the word. They they just give us the word that they're defining as the definition. Um but the furnaces here uh were usually used at like in a re- refinery uh, or in a, um I'm thinking not a refinery but in uh, where they make molds
0: you know heat up metals turn ore into liquid You know, like Reynolds used to have yeah, yeah. belching black
1: smoke half a mile up, they're not there anymore, but great but but a big, huge furnace. He doesn't give us any perimeters for this thing, but he wants us to be impressed that the smoke is like not the smoke, but like see that word like. Like you mean reinforcing all of this is imagery, like the smoke of a great
0: furnace, and it was so great that the sun and the air were darkened. And if you look up the word by there is out of or by reason of in this case but the word ek normally just means out of good there, it goes all right yeah yeah it goes all right there but they they were
1: they were darkened uh by reason of or out of reason of the smoke of the pit so whatever those things represent they became very, very cloudy, fuzzy,
0: lost their identity. Obscured Um uh, Obscured. I won't tell you, I had some ideas on darken, but
1: we're we're not but that's used quite often by Paul and um as a representation
0: of, of the mind and the hearts being darkened. So this smoke that comes out of the pit, that comes out of the shaft, is obscuring the things that are necessary for daily life. But that's not the end of the story. As Nolan says, what did the smoke convey? In the image, verse 3, then out of the smoke came locusts. Does that word come out right?
1: Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, they that act. Yeah, I'll, yeah, they can get it right when they want to.
0: Boy, you're catching on. You you got to be so careful. So out of the smoke came locust. Have you ever been where
1: there were was a you know there are places in the U.S. where they have seasonal um, plagues of locusts? I think sometimes they're two-year cycles, sometimes seven years. I was in Missouri when we had a cycle come through, and it was pretty much like it is described here. And when they got through the northern end of Missouri. I was going to school in Iowa, commuting back and forth, and you know there was no vegetation left; it was
2: stripped they got your hair. <laughs>
1: you got it oh <laughs> uh, wow, well. so these locusts came they they came upon the earth, and power was given to them. power
0: was given to whom the locust.
1: And there again, because see, that's that's where the ruler had come into the earth. And while he was inside of the, the realm here that earth represents, as we've defined it already, that would be the right way for this to be consistent, isn't it?
3: For it to be into, um, <clears throat> yeah, well, but, but you know, to me, the natural tr- the natural progression of what John appeared to be leading up to here, you know, because we've got a pit, and then we've got smoke, and and the, and now we have locusts. Where where if 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 somebody was hiding the text and I was reading it, I would be sure that the next thing would be the fire that was causing the smoke, you know, or the, you know, he already said a furnace. Yeah. So, you know, you, I don't know any other way we can make smoke real smoke. I mean, smoke is smoke, I guess. So unless it's uh, uh, dry ice or something, whatever those vapors are, I'm not sure if you can call that smoke. So. Well, it wouldn't be smoke as it, as we understand it here. Not as we understand the word now. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, that's a pretty sharp turn to, for me in my mind. But
0: well, what I wanted to mention here about this word power power was given to whom? Okay. And kinda of like what? In verse three. What the scorpions. the scorpions of the
1: earth in the same way now this word power is in the original language it
0: means delegated authority it means that they are given free movement free movement is
1: given granted to them to ensure to them
0: the ability to carry out what they were delegated to do that's not the the word that we usually use for power i don't have um
1: i don't i don't have um oh, well what's yeah what's the what's the work that we use? Um dynamite. No, well that's right, yeah. Um but Bullingers. Yeah.
3: Bullinger. yeah
1: but he would have these listed and you would see then that this word has ek. Yeah. Now when it's used in a particular form it looks like an X. But it's the same preposition on the front and um what it, what it really means, in, in contrast to the other words that are translated power, it means power that has been delegated. They didn't have it in themselves, but it had been delegated to them. And uh, so it was a delegated authority, as the scorpions of the earth have, have uh, power, and that's the same word as used here. Delegated authority as well. They have delegated authority as well. And he says, as they do, as the scorpions, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's something that has been granted to them uh, to allow them to move within the scope of their purpose. We've got to keep that in mind. There, There is a purpose behind all of this. And uh, verse 4, um, they were told.
0: Now I'm going to stop there because that's very interesting. Who were told?
2: The locust and the
1: scorpions. Okay. The, the locust who had power as the scorpions have power.
0: They were told. Now think about that the locust we had a little conversation with the locust yeah. and it tells us then who they could hurt and who they could kill so let's go ahead and read verse 4 though uh we're out we're out of
1: time already so they they were told not to hurt the grass so they were told now this would, this would again would reinforce the power that was given to them, uh, as was given to the scorpion in this context, that they could then be told what they were going to do with their power. So it was, not, it, it was not inherent in them to have this, nor to have the ability to do this, but they were to be told by the one who granted them that authority. They were told not to
0: hurt the grass of the earth nor any green thing nor any tree. But one thing you can hurt you can hurt men. Only the men
1: Oh, now, does this tie us into something that we've talked about in the past? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, they, they had a mark of distinction. Whatever that mark was, it was a symbol, but they had some
0: mark of distinction, likely their faith. And these locusts were empowered to go out and hurt men
1: but not kill, we're going to read that next week, hurt the men who do not have the seal of
0: God on their foreheads in their thinking apparatus. Are we moving just way too slow? Um,
1: You know, we'll never get through, (laughs) will we? Yeah, if you don't die, well, I don't think I'll live to see through it. But anyway, <clears throat> huh? To the end of
3: this. To the
1: end, through Revelation. Oh, you can yeah, that's what I was just saying.
2: I, I don't know if you'll make it through the second. Time.
1: I, <laughs> I.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's iffy. That
1: yeah. that's that is iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll stop there. Uh, we don't want to just grind away. But I I want to emphasize uh, again, folks, um, these texts are very rich, and sometimes we slide to them. We kind of slither slither through them too quickly, and we miss getting the image. Even though we might not have all of the images representing the right thing, we need to get it in our mind to see what John saw that he's trying to convey to us so that we can see what he saw, because to the people who were reading it and to whom it was given to, they were getting an idea of what it was he was talking about, and we're going to read in conclusion Mark 13. Mark chapter 13, and we'll close with this in verse 19. Because...
0: We are, we are in
1: Revelation now, um, somewhere in the time frame of what Jesus is saying in Mark 13 and verse 19. For those days will be a tri- time of tribulation, such as has not occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now and never will.
0: And then we slip over to verse 29. Even so, you too,
1: when you, to whom I'm speaking today, see these things happening, recognize that he is near right at the door. And then we can't leave without reading verse 30. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all
0: these things take place. Let us pray.
1: Father, it's not always easy to grasp the vision as John saw it, because we get too caught up in trying to define and identify all of it. But Lord, may we be committed to seeing it through his words the best we can as to what he saw. And may that be the impact upon us and establish our faith in the time frame and then in the accomplishment of this and that the vultures are there to the house that has been left desolate. We pray, Father, for continued fruitfulness in this study. In Jesus' name, amen.